Hello, this is Mark Richter with another episode of Linux for the Layman. Want to feel safe, secure, and capable when using your computer? This is for you if you want to succeed and know you can handle your computer tasks with ease. Welcome to episode 19 of Linux for the Layman, the joy of computing. Today I want to talk about your favorite subject and mine, the terminal interface that we've been talking about for the last few episodes. I want to talk a little bit more about things that you can do in the terminal interface and how best to accomplish these things. One of the things to understand right up front is that the terminal interface isn't just something that the system throws up on the screen and you have to deal with talking to the system itself. That's not the case. The terminal interface is run by a command shell, hence command line interface. The command shell on most Linux systems today is called bash. That has a meaning that's not really important right now. You can look it up online, it's kind of fun, if you're into that sort of thing. The way that the command shell works is that it presents a prompt, which typically is a dollar sign. That prompt can be changed if you want to, we're not going to go into that today. The dollar sign may have some characters in front of it. On my machine, the command prompt consists of the time in 24-hour format, left bracket, my user ID at the host name, colon, the directory I'm in, right bracket, space, dollar sign, space. The directory you're in when you start up a terminal interface is usually your home directory. It's whatever you see when you log in in the graphics shell or in the command shell. It's where you are by default until you say you want to go somewhere else. Now we talked about how to change directories before that the command for that is CD. If you bring up the file manager, it will also default to your home directory. If you double click your home icon on the screen, that will open the file manager in your current directory and there are plenty of other options. Now, let's say you want to execute a command that isn't in your home directory. The shell contains or supports a vast array of features, one of which is environment variables. You know what a variable is. You've all been through algebra. A variable is a name you give to some quantity that may change or may not be known at the time. With regards to the environment variables of the shell, they're all known. Well, actually, no, that's not true. They aren't. If you try to display a variable that doesn't have a defined name, it just comes up blank. There are a number of predefined variables that the shell treats with a great deal of respect. One of them is the path. Now, if you're at all familiar with the Windows command executable, or the DOS command shell, you have some idea what the path is. 
the path is where the shell will look to find an executable if you give it a command and it doesn't know what it is, which by default is true. The shell never knows what your command is. It has to go look it up. The path is a series of directories that it will look up in that order to find the file with the name of the command that you input. If it doesn't find it, it will tell you that. For example, if I type in an unknown command, it, it prints the name of the command, colon, command not found. So it will tell you if it can't find your command. Commands that we've used before, ls, cd, mkdir, we've talked about these. The command line consists of typically a command, a zero or more options, and zero or more arguments. The character that the command shell uses to determine where those things are delineated on the command line is the space character. So if you want to list all files in your directory that end with .doc, you would type ls space to separate the command from the parameter asterisk.doc. Asterisk is what's called a wildcard and it stands for any number of characters including zero. If you say ls space asterisk, it will do exactly the same thing that it does if you just type in ls. It will display all the files in your current directory. A listing of all the files in your current directory. Environment variables are there to tell the shell where to find information that it doesn't know from what you typed in. Example, the path variable. ls is not in most people's home directory. It's usually located in the directory slash user slash bin. And if you want to see what is in your path, type this into your terminal interface. Echo space dollar P-A-T-H all caps. And it will give you a listing of your path. The path separator character is not space because that would be very confusing to the shell. It's, it's the colon. So my path has colon colon at the front which means look in the current directory first. The next one is my what I call my bin directory, my home directory slash bin. That's where I keep commands that I have written. And then there's user local sbin, user local bin, user sbin, user bin, sbin, bin, user local games, and so forth. sbin is for administrative commands. And as it turns out, in most modern distributions today, the slash bin directory is just a link to the slash user slash bin directory. Everything is in user bin now, except the administrative commands, which are in user slash sbin. Feel free to list those directories, look at them, see what turns up. If you want to know what command the shell is going to execute, if you give it a name, like say ls, there's a handy command that will give you that information. It's called which, w-h-i-c-h, all lowercase. If you type in which space ls, it will tell you slash user slash bin ls. There are ways to get around that, but those aren't important right now. 
That's what your path variable tells you. And there are a number of others. You can see what all the environment variables are if you type in env, enter. That's kind of a dizzying array of variables. So unless you know what you're looking for, it may not be that helpful. But it will give you some idea of what your shell's environment recognizes, it, things that it knows without you having to say anything more or type in anything more that it will use to find the information or the command you want and execute it with the parameters and the options you specify. This, by the way, is one of the really good reasons not to use spaces in file names and Linux. You can, but it can be tricky. If you type in a file name that contains spaces in it, the shell will interpret that as a bunch of different entities separated by spaces. I strongly urge you not to use the space character ever in a file name. In fact, I get lots of files that have spaces in them because most of them are typically created on Windows systems where the space is a legitimate file name character. Even so, when you are specifying a file on the Windows command line, if that file has spaces in it, you have to put quote marks around the command. You can do that in Linux too. It works beautifully. Quote marks are two more of the special characters. We talked about the vertical bar last time, the pipe character. Quotes are special characters too. If you use the typical double quote, which is the capital single quote, usually right next to the enter key on your keyboard, double quote means take this, the contents of this quoted string, but read anything ins inside it that contains special characters and interpret those special characters as if they were just on the command line. If you surround the string with single quote marks, it will ignore the special characters and just take whatever is contained between those single quotes. Now why is that important? Come back in a couple minutes and I'll tell you more. Welcome back to more of episode 19. The fundamental difference between single quotes and double quotes on the command line, as I already said, is that inside double quotes Special characters are interpreted the way they would be if you just use them on the command line. I'll explain that in a moment. Single quotes means that the shell is going to ignore the specialness of any character contained in those single quotes. For example, let's take a look at another special character, the dollar sign. I alluded to this earlier briefly. The dollar sign is what you use to precede the name of a variable to tell the shell, use the value contained in this variable, not its name, like the path. If you say echo space path, all caps, P-A-T-H, enter, you'll see the word path because that's what you told the shell to do. If you say echo space dollar path, enter, then you see the contents of the path variable. Why is that important? Well, if you want to use the path variable as part of the name of something that you want to make a parameter on the command line, for example, you can put double quote dollar path slash 
whatever you need to add, double quote. And when the shell sees that, it will replace the dollar path with the entire path string. And since it's in double quotes, the shell is not going to count anything out or separate it. Even if you put a space inside the quotes, that's fine. It's considered part of the string that's contained in the quotes. If, however, you say echo space single quote dollar path slash file name single quote, what you will see is dollar path slash file name, not the path variable, the letter dollar dollar sign. That's what single quotes do. They tell the shell don't interpret the contents of the string as if it were something special. They're treated as regular characters. Another very important special character is, are you ready for this? The backslash. Remember in Windows the backslash is the path separator. In Linux that's the slash. The forward slash. I call it slash because that's what all slashes were until the backslash came along and disrupted things. In the command shell, the backslash is a special character that says treat the character following the backslash as a regular character. So, for example, if you type in, as we did before, echo space dollar path, you'll get a display of what's in the path. If you type in echo space backslash dollar path, it will display dollar path, not the variable the name. The backslash can be used to make special characters out of all the special characters on the, the command line. Period, question mark, asterisk, dollar sign, and a bunch of others. The pipe character, the vertical bar, if you type in a backslash vertical bar, it will not interpret it as a pipe character, it will just take it as a vertical bar. And the backslashes don't show up in the strings that the shell has read, it takes the backslash out, but it treats the special characters as ordinary characters. If you find that to be confusing, you can play with it. Type in echo space dollar path, and then type in echo space backslash dollar path. It's pretty obvious what the change is. Now, if you want to include a backslash in the string that you're giving the shell, you have to use two of them to create one. So you have to type in backslash backslash where you want the shell to receive one. And that can get fairly hairy and complicated if you do a lot of shell scripting with backslashes and quoted strings and all that other fun stuff. I'm not going to talk about it now. This isn't an in-depth tutorial on bash programming. I may do that sometime. If you're interested, email me. Tell me you want to know more. And I can provide it for you in layman's terms. It might not be as elegant as some of the articles on the web, but they're out there too. You can find almost any information in the universe on the web. That's how thoroughly it's been indexed. And there are, oh, I lost count. There are trillions of entities on the web, probably more like millions of trillions. But you can look them up with a search engine. 
pick your own. Personally, I use Google because it is actually what underlies a lot of the others. There are some special features some of the others have. Like if you don't want to be tracked in your searches, the one I hear is pretty good is DuckDuckGo. I don't like DuckDuckGo for other reasons. It's not fast enough for what I like, but you may find it perfectly useful. So we've covered a little bit about special characters and environment variables. Let's talk a little more about that. There are actually two different kinds of shell variables. There are variables that you set. So, and I'll say how to do that in a minute. And then there are variables that you set and put in the environment. The difference is variables that you set only have any effect or take their value on your command line. Variables in the environment get passed down to other programs that get called in the process of executing your shell command, including if you want to call another shell. There are reasons for doing that. It gets complicated. If you're not a programmer, you probably won't do that. You may be wondering at this point, how do I set a variable at all? There's another special character that the shell recognizes. It's the equal sign. Now, there are conditions on that specialness. When you want to set a variable to a value, you gave it, you tell the shell the variable name equals and its value. You do not want to put spaces around the equal sign because the space is the command line separator character. If you put the space in there, the shell won't know what you want to do. So you type in, let's try, say, lowercase path, P-A-T-H equals dollar sign path, uppercase path. Then you have a saved copy of the path variable in another local variable called path. Now, if you want that to go into your environment, which in this particular instance, I wouldn't recommend because that might confuse you. But the way you do that is you use a special command for the shell called export. And you type in export lowercase path equals dollar sign uppercase path. That makes the lowercase path an environment variable that will be passed down to other commands that get called. There are a lot of commands that rely on values in the environment. That's how you set them up so that they'll work. And if you run into that, send me a question and we'll discuss. So we've covered how to set a variable, how to make it an environment variable. Oh, there's another thing. When you have a variable already set, but you didn't export it first, you can export it afterward. And then it goes into the environment. The shell is very flexible in that regard. I think that's probably about everything I'm going to cover today. If you no longer want to have anything to do with the command line, I understand. If you're intrigued about it all more, send me a question because I'm probably going to talk about something else next time, not the command line interface, or certainly not details of certain things about the command line interface. And I may change my mind between now and then. Who knows? 
I hope you found today's episode educational, maybe a little entertaining, maybe even a little bit challenging. If there's anything I said that you don't understand, please let me know. This podcast is for you, the layman using Linux, or who might be interested in using Linux. If you ask questions, I can answer them. If you don't ask questions, I'm guessing wildly what they might be. And my guess probably isn't going to be exactly what you're interested in, because I've been using the command shell for a very long time, and most of this stuff is second nature to me. I like to explain it in terms that anybody can understand, because a lot of times you'll run into things where you go, why does this work like that? And perhaps with what I'm giving you, you'll have a better understanding of it. One last thing. The reason why the executables directories are typically called bin is bin is short for binary. Executables, the original executables, and, and a lot of commands are binary programs. They are read into system memory and executed directly by the processor. There's, there are other details involved, but that's the gist of it. Send me your questions. This is all free. I'm doing this because I'd like to do it. I'm doing this because I want people to learn more about Linux and to feel comfortable using it. You can't have the joy of computing if you're not comfortable computing. See you around next time. Bye for now.